Hello, everybody. Welcome to Caravel Podcast. My name is Brad Oldhouse, and I'm actually a producer here at Top Floor Studio. Uh, Top Floor Studio is a professional podcasting studio for rent in the heart of Helena, Montana. And what you're about to listen to are two brothers having a conversation uh, that eventually turns to stories of survival on a massive scale and how two people who grew up in the same household could go completely different directions with their lives. And it's really awesome to listen to. Now, before I make an introduction here as to who these two gentlemen are, uh, you're probably thinking something along the lines of what I thought. Why would I listen to two gentlemen talk about their childhood? That has nothing to do with me. Uh, that was definitely, definitely the case that I that I felt before listening to these tracks. The cool part is, and what I felt while listening to these stories, is just because of the way that they describe in detail some of these memories that they share together, um, I started reminiscing about my own childhood. And I started remembering uh, certain things that maybe I had in common with these two gentlemen in my own childhood. And that got me thinking about, well, I've got a sister and I've got two brothers. And then I started thinking about all that stuff. And it was a really awesome experience to not only hear their detailed stories, but to also kind of take a journey into my own life. So uh, I'm hoping that's what Caravel does to you, is it brings you along a journey and that you uh, begin to explore your own memories uh, and begin to understand how that kind of shaped how you became an adult. So a real quick introduction here, Rick Santos and Ed Santos are brothers from an immigrant mother from Portugal and the first generation American father with Portuguese heritage. The brothers grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut, and after college, Rick went into uh, the nonprofit NGO arena and went overseas for 10 years. Meanwhile, Ed moved to Montana and started his own environmental science business. So Rick now resides in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, DC, and Ed lives here in Helena, Montana. So without further ado, let's get right into episode one. Just this idea that, that, that you know, at 56 and 52, um, where we are is very different than, right. you know, so part of it is how do, how do two people growing up in the same house uh, with a lot of similar experiences mm-hmm. uh, make such different decisions. So for example, you uh, made your choice to move out west and you've lived here in Montana for 25 years? Right, um, 25 years, yeah. Exactly, okay, good, good guess. I was, I was, was. <laughs> you were right on the money actually. Maybe I was gonna say 20. Or... <laughs> maybe 26 now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, new, new year. year. So, and then, you know, I now would live in DC, but I spent a decade overseas and my career has taken me, you know, most of my career now has been in the international arena. Right. And so how do two kids growing up in a kind of ethnic Portuguese home in West Hartford, Connecticut, right. uh, with same junior high, same elementary school, same high school, right. uh, and then just kind of make different choices and, and how do we, we got here? And, and so that's kind of the, the way I wanted to approach it. So, so actually my, my first question that I would ask you is, you know, what do you remember about growing up? What do you remember about our our family, our house? Um, any any memories? That's that a just big question. You? I mean, so I mean, memories are sparked 
oftentimes by just, you know, different conversations. But I remember, um, I remember Pebble Brook, our, our street. Um, I remember, um, I, um, cause it was a dead end street. And I, and I remember really enjoying living there, like being, being down there and, because I could ride my bike around the circle, the the cul-de-sac, um, the backyard with the trees and the brook, um, poison ivy every summer. But, you <laughs> know, the wood. Maybe you didn't get it, I but I, I mean, oh my I God. got it a little bit, but I never got it so bad. <laughs> you, um, I was puffed up. I don't know how many summers. Really? So like, I, I, you know, till I actually started working. Remember it when I had the job at Tunks's Pharmacy, and then yeah. I actually bought my own medication. <laughs> so oh, you when did? I got calamine it, lotion no, no, calamine. no, that's what Mom used to put on us, like in the middle of the summer, like the right. calamine lotion. Don't worry, you'll get over it. Mm-hmm. So I bought the whatever the the, the, the pills, the steroid pill. That, oh, like, you can actually it. get yeah. steroid pills. Yeah, for yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So I. So How did you buy that without a prescription? I worked at a pharmacy, <laughs> so oh. I don't know if you needed a prescription for that. Actually, you would just go in the back and like ask the guy for. No, 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 no. I, I mean, wouldn't go in and fill my own prescription. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how no, did no. you get? I would, I would go to the pharmacist and say, you know, is there a pill for this that could be helpful? And it was over the counter. You can get over the counter pills for for. I don't know if you still can. Really? Well, maybe you like steroids. Like was, a steroid. Okay, this was the nineteen late nineteen seventies. Right, right. But but and, you, I and the pharmacist knew you, and you're just like, hey. You know, <laughs> I'm like I'm scratching. Yeah, I got look poison at me. Ivy. I've got poison. Oh, it's obvious. Know, I don't know I'm how many years. Like... Yeah, so I must have done it for at least a decade. Got poison ivy. Wow. But you didn't. You didn't get that. Oh, lucky you. I, I mean, I got it, but never so bad. Or maybe I just mom would just throw the slather the calamine on me, and <laughs> yeah, I, right. and I just feel that like, pink right. calamine. Yeah. That crackle. After, exactly. Like, it would dry yeah, out. After dry out. It yeah. dried out. But yeah. what else? What other memory? I mean, so you—the memories of the backyard, the memories of the street. Yeah, um, you know, like, so you, you talked about Sue and Charlie. Um, but what? Okay, so what memories do you have of the family, like grandparents, cousins? Because you know, the other thing well, is that see, I mean, now yeah. you mentioned yeah. their name. You mentioned yeah. our extended family, and of course, it brings. I got a lot of memories of our cousins. I think. I remember a lot of going over to Alex's house hmm. and for birthdays or just because they live fairly close. Yeah, They're yeah. in town. They were in town. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe it was just like hanging out with the neighborhood kids over there too. Um, and uh, so that I remember, you know, of course, Vuvu and Vovo, uh, I remember – quite a bit like i mean they were a huge part of our lives um and maybe and was that true of like because i'm the youngest so i'm the youngest by seven years right yeah susan Susan, yeah and then charlie is like six years because they're so close together um you know what was it my question to you is the other way around it's like what like how close was were they to you guys because you're in the middle you're four years away from me. Yeah, middle boy. Two years from Charlie. Yeah, three so, years from Sue. Three years from Sue. So, um, you know, how are like how close was Vuvu and Vovo for, on both sides, both Vuvus and both Vovos, yeah. both grandparents? You know, how close to you were they? Were they coming over every day, every, you know, every five days? Yeah. I remember them. I remember seeing them like almost on a weekly basis. Like yeah. almost every week we saw our grandparents. Yeah, no, I remember right? that too. I mean, they were 
always in the house or we were at their house or we were at some cousin's house or, you know, we were always that. I mean, I think that's the big difference when I think about my family, my the, my children now yeah. and living in D.C. Mm-hmm. is that we we don't have that. And we so we have friends, um, but it's still not the same. And, you know, so we would, you know, we would be I remember, you know, Actually, I have this kind of memory of mom and dad not being around at all on the weekends. Like, mm. I don't remember. Like, the, if we had sporting events, maybe dad would take us to the sporting events. He would. He, not maybe. He always would. Yeah. But, but like, I don't remember them being around on Saturdays and Sundays. And I do remember, the one thing I do remember is that every Sunday we did two things as a family, yep. always. Yep. For, went to church. Went to church. And had roast beef and mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah right. We had the for big a light, Sunday meal. A late Sunday lunch. Yeah. Brunch, or not yeah. brunch, yeah. lunch. Well, lunch it was, dinner. yeah, like lunch dinner, yeah. yeah. It was really... one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah. We'd get called in from being outside, you know, yeah. or whatever. I actually, you know, so I remember the grandparents around a lot or us going to the grandparents' home on the weekends because mom right. and dad had to do whatever around the house. They were doing their own things on the weekends that, you know, All right. whatever those were. But we were we were not around or they were not around. I don't remember them being around where I feel the, almost the complete opposite now with my own kids. Like the weekend is where we do all our family time. Right, because yeah. the school and and the schedules and everything, um, that that in fact we spend a lot of time, maybe almost too much. Like we had a lot of freedom to do yeah. stuff on right. the weekends. Right. Where the I think my kid's life is more planned. But the the memories that I have around um, a couple things. So so you were you were four years younger than me. So you never lived on Riviera Drive. Right, and I never experienced that. Right. Yeah. So I have a few memories from Riviera Drive. Like, I, in fact, when I used to tell my when my kids were really young, I used to tell them stories about this broken down bus in the ravine, and mm-hmm. actually, and I and I, you know, I I do all these kind of, um, you know, I did some variation of that story, and right. the kids we were exploring, and we found this broken down bus, and blah blah blah, and somebody comes and shoes us away, and but I think I have a memory of that actually that as a real experience. So, so I have this like one memory of that of that Riviera Drive house, and right. then really the other memories were all pretty much yeah Pebblebrook Drive. Um, and I mean, then, we had a lot of. Fr- I mean, going back to the yeah. freedom thing, yeah. Like I remember as a little kid, right. I'd going over to the Gorman's house, which wasn't, you know, it wasn't across the street. It wasn't next door. The Gorman's lived, technically, they lived up the street and and over yeah. one driveway, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, or or I but took the shortcut. But there was cut There's yeah, always the cut. The, there's two so cut So I took the shortcut, yeah. which yeah. was across, uh, just across the street instead of having to go all the way up to the top of the road, which which was then t- onto a, a busy street. But this was... We would just cross the street, our dead end street, which never had traffic, so it's not a big deal. And then we had kind of duck through the the hole in the fence, and you know I'd walk over, walk up to the Gormans. But they were they were kind of the big house on the hill, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, so mom and dad or mom probably knew where we were, where I was. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> right. I just, you know, just... Sometimes no, we said we were going to the Gormans, but sometimes we were just said we're going outside. Right. Yeah. A lot of times we were just like, yeah, because we lived on this dead-end street. I mean, we would say we're going outside, and we would end up at the Gormans, or we'd end up at some other, you know, kid's neighbor's house. Um, and Or I would 
I'd go outside and go into the we had the woods behind our house with so we had the woods and the brook yeah. and I spent hours hours by myself wandering those woods I mean they weren't like big woods it wasn't uh, miles of woods it was maybe before what, the like 10 acres? On. No, yeah. no, after, I mean, no, it around, was all developed already. Yeah, but there's the brook, right? So you followed yeah. the brook. You so the brook went the brook. all the way right. to the to, to South Main Street. Or, to Doherty Drugs. Doherty Drugs, You know, right? all the way to that, like, subdivision. But of, then, and then the brook went the other way, all the way to basically the golf the, course. To the golf course, yeah. right. That was kind of our boundary. Right, which yeah. is really far yeah, yeah, when you think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, we could, we, could, we could hike the brook yeah. and stay off of Main Streets, but we're always kind of crossing through people's backyards. Yeah. But nobody cared that much. You yeah. might have one, maybe one neighbor that would yell at you. So something. do you remember Ginger, the horse? The Remember the... No. Hold so, on. So, so two houses over. So there's the Gorman's house and then the, the next... Oh, So okay. they had the... the oh, gosh. Um, the Ledger's. The ledgers okay. had the, the, the old the, ledgers house. Okay. Yeah, the ledgers, and they had like basically they had the, the the it fenced off, but they had a horse for a while, and the uh, horse's name was Ginger. I don't know why I remember I that. I vaguely, vaguely remember because that, that was vaguely. one of the boundaries, right? That you had right. to actually the brook went, and then you had to actually cross the ledgers, and I if the horse was there, right? Maybe the horse was gone by the time you I didn't were often go in that direction. Okay, I will say you went the but other way. I, I mostly went the other way. Yeah, when I was playing. But, I mean, my kids, you know, even at the cabin, at our cabin, I mean, they don't wander far from the house. Right. You know, they stay pretty close to the house. And um, it's, it's, it was different. Like, I wandered a lot in West Hartford. Yeah. Like, we would, we would just go. So when you weren't old enough, but I also, like, had, I don't know if you remember, we had the chopper bikes. Mm-hmm. Like the yellow, remember that yellow gold? I love that bike. It that had the gold. shifter. Yeah, yeah, the three like, shifts. Yeah, yeah. The three shifter. <laughs> on the, it was like on the crossbar. So I remember driving or riding that bike down to, of course, Dirty Drugs, which is, but I remember also taking it to the center when I was right. even like, so what? Like my oldest now is 14 and my and the yeah. other 13, but I was probably 10. Right. Or I was probably 11 when I was driving into the center on my bike by myself. Right. And never a thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember going to the center. Oh, well, I would say not in, not during my elementary school years. I would go to Doherty Drugs, and I mostly probably, if I went to Doherty's, it was with you. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I was tagging along. Yeah. And so here is a, you know, an eight-year-old tagging along with his 12-year-old brother to Doherty Drugs. Down the street. To buy, you know, to buy. Candy. Bazooka, bazooka Comic books probably for me. Yeah, you'd buy the comic books. And you'd buy the wacky packs. Yeah, yeah. And you would split, like, the gum that came. Like, they'd give you a piece of gum that came with the wacky packs. Yeah. And you would split it with me sometimes. And because it was a thin. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, I'd say, my memory, if my memory is correct, 
the wacky packs. And by the way, I still have a bunch of those. If you want to see them, yeah. Do you have? Do you have? Do you, I wonder if you have my old one? You know, I probably do. Because I I don't know if you're, you you won't remember this, but when we lived in California in seventy two seventy three, yeah. I bought wacky packs there for the first time. And in California, I got all the first series. And when we moved back east, they were already mm-hmm. like on the second series or third, and they nobody had the first series. And so huh. I, I don't, I don't know. I may, oh, if you have first series, maybe those well, were mine. I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> that's sure they're okay. all yours because you know. Um, that's okay too. I will. I'll show. I, I have them in my like sock drawer at oh, home. Really? As it was okay, like a I memory. Got, I, I want. I totally want to see those again. So I'll pull them out when okay. we go home, and I'll show you. They're like it's just like th- they've got a, a rubber band around them, and it's a, it's probably two inches thick of wacky packs, wacky stickers. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, still haven't okay. been stuck to anything, right? So did, was I so cheap that I only gave you half a piece? So if I bought like two packages, then you know, each, each yeah, of those maybe. came with I its mean, own piece of gum. I mean, I just remember splitting it. Yeah, so they have one piece of gum that was maybe an inch w- wide and maybe two inches long, mm. right? And it was yeah. super thin because it, it, was, it was like a stick of gum that was – it was like a stick of gum that was – an inch wide and two inches long, and yeah, we would, you know, you'd give me a little bit, and um, so so that's anyways. okay. So that's really interesting. So I like I like this idea of wandering because I I did it a lot, also. So before you, I mean, you're you're we're talking post seventy two, right? I think of the year in California for me. I have where Dad had that fellowship and he was part of the Stanford Sloan program and was doing, working on his um, master's in business administration, MBA. So uh, like, like you, uh, they bought me like, we went to the flea market when we moved there and um, they bought me a secondhand bike that was in really bad shape. But I have this memory of just- In California, you mean? Yeah. When we lived in California, when we lived on the Stanford campus, Mm -hmm. I wandered. No, this is where you ask where mom knew where we were. And that day, of course, no cell phones, right? So, yeah, like, like there's like no that. way to connect, right? So I remember just wandering. Like, there's, I remember there was two libraries. There was one on the on the campus, hmm. and then there was one just off campus. And I had I had library cards for both. And then my school, I I, I basically rode through campus. Um, and I and I, I can't judge distances. I don't remember. It seemed far then, right? But I wandered the entire Stanford campus all the time by myself. Right. Like I, I went to school by myself. I rode my bike to school. I came home by myself. Right. I wandered on the weekends. I went and did, you know, so again, bought the wacky packs at, you know, yep. in, in some, you know, five and dime store somewhere. And, wow. and so, but we, you know, but also the family that year, I don't know if you have any memory of this, but we did a lot of which we never did in, in Connecticut In Connecticut, when we lived there with the family, we mm-hmm. kind of all our weekends and things were, or all our events were around family activities. So with the grandparents and with the extended family, right? You know, the even the but week now at we're the in beach. California, which and no extended family, no extended family, and we we did. I, I, I actually give mom and dad the kind of credit for this. They were actually adventurous. Like we, I don't know if you remember, we had Christmas in Mexico. No, I so don't. So we spent, we spent, I, I have, have great no, memories of mom. I don't and, have memory of that. So we did it with four families. We drove down from. Vague family. Is that when we found the walrus or, or a seal? Yes. A dead seal yes. on the yeah. beach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. And that's I, where we're like. Okay, that this, was Christmas? That was Christmas? <laughs> that was Christmas. In Mexico? Yeah. That ah, was Christmas okay. in Mexico. Did not know that. So we did. You know, but we did it with three other families and we drove down together. We rented, I guess, places on the beach and we just kind of hung out and had bonfires and went swimming. And mm-hmm. and then um, um, uh, we um, 
we, we of course traveled around the Bay Area. We traveled around uh, California, but we also drove. Mm-hmm. So we drove. You know, when we when we went out there, summer of '72, we drove northern part of the country out to California. Right. And it took us about 30 days, and we stopped at national parks and stuff. And then on the way back, we drove south. And we kind of went through the southern part of the country and got to see the whole country. So we did stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. So, but that was that one year. Yeah. But but where where I think the family as a whole was adventurous. But I think there was something about that time, seventies, sixties, seventies, when we were growing up, we were yep. kids, where we had a lot more. Our our parents were working hard to right. make make ends meet, and and just we had less. We had more opportunity to kind of wander, and then also I mm. feel like it was safer then. I don't know if that's true or not. Right. Um, especially uh, now I live in the D.C. area; it's very dense. There's, you know, I don't ever remember seeing a, a somebody begging, but I drive. We drive literally through the main intersection in my town, right. and there's always somebody with a with a panhandling you know, panhandling sign. Yeah, sign, they have a sign. You know, we have begging. it here too. I mean, in Mont- Helena, Montana, yeah, yeah. you know, almost every exit, um, there's a guy or a gal. With a sign saying, yeah. "Hey, you know," but I don't remember that and... growing up at all. Um, yeah. So, so what? Um, what made you decide? So I'm going to make a big jump now. So we had, you know. Well, uh, I was going to be oh, before you make the big jump. Okay. Let me add right. one wandering. You know, another. It's not so much wandering, but I think part of why, like, I felt comfortable, like as a young kid, and uh, going sort of hiking the the brook and being away from the house and not having any fear whatsoever never once entered my mind mm. um i mean so in in middle in elementary school i didn't do much of that although i walked to school we walked i walked to to, to um to webster, to hill? webster hill at my fifth and sixth grade I was walking to school that Actually, day. Do you or know? Biking. Do you know? I walked back once with Joanne Sinan. We walked from Webster Hill back to the house when I was like in third grade, right? Second or third grade, right? The only thing was crossing South Main Street, which is that you know. Now that I think about it, it wasn't that busy in that day, right? <laughs> now it's a lot busier. Yeah. Um, um, so it's and it's like so. I guess like Webster Hill was what about a mile? About a mile. I'd say about a mile away from yeah. our house. Yeah. And, and really, other than the 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 main street that you had to cross, South yeah. Main Street, it actually wasn't a bad walk. No, it was one, one street, you know, one shot. You, yeah. If you exited Webster Hill via the back um, playground, mm-hmm. you, you're on South Main Street, right. and it was South Main Street all the way Straight to Pebble shot. Brook, yeah. and then, you know, you're home. But it was about a mile walk, and I remember a couple things. I remember doing that walk pretty much every day to school because I didn't want to wait for the bus. Because the bus used to pick us up. Um, And then I remember a funny story about that was uh, one time uh, they let school out early because there was a a wicked snowstorm, wicked blizzard. Yeah. And so they closed school and like they basically the buses were all there. And um, I think it was before it was like third or fourth grade. It might have been third grade for me. And I was supposed to get on the bus, and the bus would take me home. And I remember thinking at the time, like, here's this wicked blizzard. And I didn't want to – maybe my memory doesn't serve me perfectly, but the, the gist of it was I didn't feel like I didn't want to get on – I felt like I didn't want to get on the bus for whatever reason. 
and that I wanted to walk home. And I wanted to walk home in this, this like blizzard that was like virtual whiteout. And so I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard this and one. So, you know, and you know, you think about it, it's like, okay, big deal. Kid walks home in blizzard. But um uh, you know, from elementary school, and he's, he only lives a mile away. It's one street that I had to walk down. So I wasn't going to get lost, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember getting home and feeling so proud of myself that I, that I you know, I didn't wait for the bus. It was like I knew tra- traffic was practically gridlocked, you know. Right. It was so slow. People were were sliding and going off the road everywhere. And, <laughs> Which and is I'm actually like, dangerous, right? I know. You're on the sidewalk uh, really close to the road. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking I'm not going to be stuck in traffic either. And, you know, right. I'm, and, and I'm going to get home because I can get home by my own power. And I got home and mom was so mad at me because I think she was expecting – to pick me up at the bus stop or something and I didn't get off. And so she was probably, you really know, worried. the bus beat yeah. me. And I was thinking I was going to beat the bus. Right. Really. Um, and so, but I do, I remember that. And and I felt like, geez, my wife, you know, like, I couldn't understand why mom was so mad at me. Cause like, I'm home, I'm safe and sound. Nothing, there wasn't a problem. And, you know, and like, I felt like, I was being pretty smart, yeah, you know. You, you were, sort of, <laughs> sort uh. of, maybe not. But but then to, <laughs> I wanted to move on to, but in in middle school. So now I'm in uh, seventh grade. Seventh grade, I would I rode my bike to school, and that was like two and a half, three miles. I mean, it was a pretty, it was a decent distance for middle school. And I rode my bike every day, even in the winter time. It didn't matter. Yeah. And, um, and I rode that, that crappy 10 speed that I think you and Charlie found in a ditch. And then <laughs> probably me, Charlie. Yeah. I was the guy who was I like, think Charlie I, might've been part oh, really? of that. Yeah. Okay. Because you guys found this 10 speed supposedly is this really high quality 10 speed bike. And we called the police. The police came and okay. they, they took it and impounded it or took it back to the police station in case somebody claimed it. Because it was this, supposedly this really good brand, and Charlie, I remember Charlie okay, talking. Okay, I about don't it. have any memory of this, but yeah. this is really interesting. Go ahead. So then, so and Dad called the police, and they came. They took, got the serial number. They took it back because it's not our bike. So we just found it. You guys just found it somewhere, supposedly. <laughs> no, the, no, we on that brook. Yeah, there along was, the brook. Yeah, people, people. There was stuff. Always stuff like there. that. Yeah, yeah. So the police had it for a year. Nobody claimed it. And one day they showed up at our house and they're like, nobody claimed this bike. You can have it. And so dad took the bike. And it, <laughs> it was, was like, perfect for my yeah, youngest son. Exactly. I don't have to buy him a new one. <laughs> right. And the thing didn't fit me. It was two sizes too big. It was like an extra large frame. I remember I had to like get out, climb onto the curb to get onto the damn thing, yeah. you know, with the seat all the way down. But it didn't matter. I'm like, cool. <laughs> a 10 speed bike, you know, that's supposedly a good quality <laughs> bike, you know, and he put new tires on it. I think dad put new tires on it or something. Um, and, you know, and that was it. And I was riding this 10-speed bike to school every day. That was two sizes too big for me because there was no way uh, dad and mom were going were gonna, to, you know, buy me something like that. But it was just uh, – but because of that bike, though, I mean, I biked all over town. Right. I biked to – I remember biking to um, 
oh, I said it the other day, Bishop's Corner. Yeah. You know, which is way on the other side of yeah, town. Yeah. That's like five, yeah, six it's almost, miles. It's almost another town. Yeah, yeah, it's almost the other town. And on busy roads and never wearing a helmet. I mean, you never right. wore we a helmet. We never helmet then those days. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There was, no, there was no such thing as a helmet. <laughs> I remember <laughs> skateboarding down a couple of hills and you would never have pads or helmets. Right, right. You just, <laughs> you know, that's why I never you skateboarded. Just bloody, <laughs> you just got bloodied up. <laughs> exactly. After a few times of wipes well, out. You didn't hit your head, right? You're okay. I know, I know. It's crazy, but anyways, you wanted to. So that's no, no, what I wanted. To well, mention. not a big jump, but uh, the the other thing I wanted to just mention. I think you and I uh, spent uh, a lot of time, or on weekends when the when our folks bought the cottage, you know, in Amston Lake. And oh yeah. So we spent a lot of time, you know. I mean, we brought we both brought friends up, and we both did stuff with family there. Mm-hmm. But you and I spent a lot of time hanging out. Because because Charlie and Susan were too old, they weren't really around there. Yeah. And but just just in the lake, we'd go swimming. We would, yep. you know. But I think there was also go fishing, s- go fishing. But I think there was also some adventurous, in, in not in the, not the, the kind of uh, huge kind of like we're adventurers, but yeah. it, the, the ability to like I, you know you were telling the story the other day about swimming across the lake, right? Um, and maybe you, you can tell that one, and then I, I can tell my swimming across the lake story well, too. Well, no, I mean mine. It, the only reason why I I swam across the lake is because you and Charlie and Susan all swam across the lake, and I was just like, well. This is bullshit. I'm, you, know, <laughs> you guys are all swimming across the lake. How old, I wanna, How old were you then? I don't know. I don't remember. 13, 14, or younger? It might have been younger. Okay. I, I mean, I could. I was a horrible swimmer. But the, the fact, though, the fact that you guys did it, and I wanted— I don't think Susan did it. Maybe Susan didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I you think and Charlie, Charlie yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah. I you def- definitely did I it. definitely did it a couple of times. You definitely did it. And I did it, it with, other, with different and I, friends, yeah. I, I guess my recollection is like all my you – know, you definitely did it. Maybe that's where – and I use Charlie and Susan. I throw, that, I throw them in there, but I have no rem- memory of them doing it. Yeah. So it was you who swam that I remember swimming across the lake, and I was just like – I thought that was cool. Hmm. It's like, oh, man, you know, because that was this huge – to me, it was this huge thing. Like to do that was this bit large, this big physical feat. That you know, it's like if I could do that, that would be like a big deal, a really cool thing. And I think what's even cooler about it is that you guys supported me, or maybe egged me on, or I maybe. Probably. Yeah, I probably egged you on. You probably egged me on or pushed me to do it. Like, yeah. yeah, you should do it. You know, it was never like you're too young, you're not good enough, you know, you can't swim that well, you shouldn't do it, you know, you could drown. I don't recall ever I mean, it would be hard to things. drown in that lake because – Well, I know, it, but that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, People true. say things Yeah, yeah. Um, all the time. But, and I, yeah, I wouldn't drown in that lake because you were in the rowboat next to me the whole swim. Mm. And the whole point was as like, hey, if something happens, yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. So so go. And and I think I think that I mean damn, I mean I think back on that. I mean, that was really cool for siblings to do with each yeah. other. Yeah. And as much as we fought like, you know, and wrestled and stuff, yeah. it just showed you know Maybe we actually did care about each other, you know, in that sense. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Okay. 
All right, let's uh, let's close out the first episode okay. of Rick and Ed. All right, Rick and Ed <laughs> podcast, and uh, then we'll start with the next one. Okay. Cool. Thank you for listening to Caravel, and also thank you to Ed and Rick Santos. This podcast was recorded at Top Floor Studio. It is a podcast studio for rent in the heart of Helena, Montana. If you are ever in the area and you are looking for a professional podcast uh, studio or some services to help you put a show together, we would certainly love to help you out. You can reach out to us at Top Floor on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Music for the show today came from EpidemicSound.com. I've been the editor and producer here on the show, Brad Oldhouse, and I look forward to seeing you aboard the Caravel next time. Take care.